0: Racing Nation, with James O'Shea. Listening to Racing Nation, it's now time for our Dynamic Form ratings review and preview, presented to you, of course, by Dynamic Form, serious punting, serious form. Check them out, dynamicform.com.au. And joining me now from Dynamic Form, Jack Smallhorn, how are you? Hey, James, very well, thank you. How are you? Yes, very well. Well, let's review last weekend, one of the great weekends of racing, the Everest and the Caulfield Cup. What uh, what did we take out of those big ones last week? Some upset results? You'd have
1: to yeah, say. yeah. Um, yeah, some, some sort of real upset results there. Uh, firstly, the Caulfield Cup. Last week, we were talking about maybe on the paper it just didn't appear to be overly an overly strong edition of the Caulfield Cup. Um, and that's sort of what our ratings have suggested in the um, aftermath there. Durston has run a 56.5 in winning, so that's quite low. Uh, for comparison, Incentivise ran a 68 last year when winning and, very elegant, a 67 in 2020. Um, Gold Trip did record a decent rating there of 60 due to being only narrowly beaten and it carried six kilos more than the winner there. So, But even so, 60 compared to a 68 or 67, it's still probably you know, three or four lengths off... Um, mm those those recent um Caulfield Cups so yeah the the figures sort of you know stacked up what we um or you know um backed up what we were thinking pre-racing that probably not the strongest Caulfield Cup this year and as far as the Melbourne Cup goes I'd I'd just be looking for that fresh blood I think from overseas um heading into that race on um, might be wrong, but I just don't know if anything out of that Caulfield Cup um, is going to sort of catapult into winning the Melbourne Cup this year, but um, yeah, we'll see what happens. It's um, it's going to be interesting with a couple of the new the new faces coming from overseas, so we'll see what happens there. Um, the Kosciuszko, this was actually a really high uh, rating race. The Kosciuszko front page won and ran a career peak of 60 and a half, so... We we're on far too easy there, and I thought of the 200. I thought, beautiful, we're just going to gobble this leader up, front page. But he, um, he sort of found that last 150 and held us off. Um, it was the highest rating Kosciuszko that we've had so far. So, and that was about, by about a length or so. So, um, yeah, they've, they've run decent time and, and figures there. So you could probably think, even though it's essentially a country sprint race, um, it's sort of rated at group three levels. So anything that ran okay out of this race, I think you could sort of back in those lower level sprint races during the spring um if you wanted to with a bit of confidence. Um that was the Kosciuszko and the Everest, I've gotta say I didn't we we're just talking I didn't see Giga Kick coming out and winning like that. It was it was sort of the untapped horse, so looking back you thought, Oh, it was that one from left field that could possibly do that. But anyway, um <laughs> I still didn't see it happening. Um so we spoke about last week Nature's tribute. He's probably going to have to be a bit off his best for them to beat him, and that's what the ratings have said. He's run a sixty-sixty-three and a half there. So he's only run um, a rating that low one other time in the last two years, so, and that was also um, a poor run in, I think, the the shorts a couple of years ago. So, he, um, yeah, he's gone obviously well below his best there. Giga Kick, it's run a 66, so... That's probably about, you know, mid-level for the Everest, what we've seen in the past. Um, Classic Legends Everest in 2020 is the strongest so far. Um, but it was probably only a couple of lengths off that. So, um, so yeah, it's rated OK. Um, the good thing, I think, about this race is that, um, and going forward, is that a lot of these will probably meet each other again in the nature strip in a couple of weeks' time at Rose Hill or the, um, in the champion Sprint. Um, on the last day of the Flemington Carnival. So, um, yeah, it sort of wet the appetite a little bit. With GigaKick winning, it sort of raised a couple of little questions with a few of them. So we get to see them again and um, and see how they come through and, and what bounces back. So um, I think that'll be interesting going forward.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and when you talk about Giga Kick, it's also what direction they take with... I haven't seen or heard with, with GigaKick. Does it go to... Obviously, the three-year-old sprint on, on Darby yeah, Day. Yeah, I think
1: that's what they did. I Coolmore. think they're going to look at the Coolmore. So you'd mm. think, I mean, it's, yeah, if they're going to repeat that run, it's going to be obviously extremely hard to beat. But, mm. um, and it's gone down the straight wall in the past. so mm. Yeah, um, yeah, it, it'll it'll be extremely hard to beat there. Yeah, but I just thought those other races, with the, the nature strip which is the sprint race in two weeks that they name after the previous year's Everest winner. With that new race, a lot of them sort of back up into it. And so you get, you know, another crack at a great, a great sprint race after the Everest. So, um, yeah, it's not all sort of done and dusted like it used to be in the past when you have this big grand final and they all go to the paddock. It's it's sort of on again for millions of dollars in the weeks after. so <laughs> It'd be nice to own a good sprinter, that's for sure. Oh,
0: absolutely. Wouldn't it be filthy
1: if you had black caviar, you know, and you missed you know, She would have just absolutely... She would have won $50 million in Exactly, years, right yeah. Around,
0: exactly. Anyway. Imagine, imagine cool. Everest first, she just would have won it. Yeah, every year. Comfortably, and then just yeah, exactly. Instead, she was running for a mere million, million dollars or something, and <laughs> yeah. CJ and things like this. Exactly. So, I
1: mean, you wouldn't be too filthy because you'd like the <laughs> owner, but just she could have just waited, you know, fifteen years or ten years to to come along. Um, yeah, they would have made that sort of monster. But anyway, yeah, you're right. She, she would have. She would have
0: equipped fifty million. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, I think so for sure that's incredible yeah so but anyway so to the Victor goes to the sports. that's what it is now so giga kick connections there are really basking in the glory of that alright that's a look at our uh, review let's preview racing this weekend we'll pick out the three big ones so uh, for those tuning in via podcast of course we're going to look at the spring champion uh, the Manicato Stakes on Friday and the Cox Plate on Saturday or if you're tuning in via Racing Nation on Power FM on Saturday. Well, you can see how smart the form and the ratings are for the Manicato. But let's have a look at the spring champion, first of all, at Sydney. So the Group 1 here for the three-year-olds over 2,000 metres and interesting form lines coming into this elliptical, of course, which brings that guineas form towards a race like this. But the rest are pretty fresh and uh, and come through a lot of different form lines. Yeah, they do.
1: They sort of come from everywhere here. Um the ratings have found she's extreme here on top by four rating points, which is equates to about two lengths. Um, the Phillies have actually got a pretty good race in this record over the last couple of years. Montefilia won it in 2020, made of heaven in 2018 and then Yankee Rose in 2016. So um yeah, I wouldn't be afraid of backing Philly in this race. Um, the ratings have found she's extreme because of the setup here. She's She's, on handicap rating, she probably should be giving most of this field 10 kilos, mm. but she's actually getting two kilos off, off all the Colts and Geldings here. So obviously that's why they've um, gravitated towards her. She also comes through that sort of A-grade form with the Golden Rose. I know we were speaking um, in previous weeks about the Corfu Guineas, not 100% sure how strong um, it was going to be this year. Um, and the Golden Rose looks that sort of A-grade uh, form. So, yeah, they've... I mean, on, as I say, on handicap ratings and everything, with at the weights, she looks a sort of weighted certainty, and I think $5 is a pretty acceptable price. The only knock would be maybe barrier 10, but um, heavy, we're looking at a heavy track. The rail's is about four metres, so later in the day, they're probably getting off the fence anyway, so barrier 10 might be the spot to be, so... Um, yeah, I think it's $5 or around $6 she is now. Uh, she's she's a pretty good bet there. She um, just has to hold that form. I I don't know. This might be a little bit of an afterthought with them targeting the Golden Rose um, um, pretty heavily. But, yeah, I mean, given the way she's weighted with, as I say, she should be giving them 10 kilos, but she's actually getting two kilos off them. Um, yeah, she looks a bet for us at $6 in the Spring
0: Champion. Alright, so that is, she's extreme, a clear on top of there in the spring champion. Let's have a look at Mooney Valley, two big days of racing there, Friday and Saturday night. We'll start with the Friday meeting the Manicado Stakes at Group 1 level, the big sprint race here. And yeah, very, very interesting addition of the Manicado, I think. What do the ratings tell us?
1: Yeah, well, they've landed with Cool and Gatter here, narrowly ahead of Paul Lally. Um Cool and Gatter fits that mold again, like she's extreme, where She's probably, on handicap, she should be carrying level weights with a lot of these um, horses, but given it's um, your weight for is a three-year-old filly, she's getting four and a half or seven and a half kilos off the majority of the field. So from barrier one, Jamie Carr on, I think she'll just go bang, hopefully straight to the front. Um, you're probably going to be <laughs> clutching for the rosary beads or, or holding your breath the last 50 metres with her if she can hang on. but. Um at six dollars she, she looks a good a good bet there. It'll give you a great sight anyway. If you wanted to be really safe, Paul Ailey's obviously flying. It's win Caulfield last start was a cracker overcoming a bit of um difficulty. It's got a great gate, J Mac, um yeah, perfect setup for this race. So if you wanted to be really, really um you know, um careful you could you could save on Paul Ailey. But I think at the Six dollars. Uh, cool and Gutter is going to give you a great, a great um,
0: site and run for your money. Right, Cool and Gatter there to do the Moya Manicato double. Let's have a look at the Cox played on Saturday. It's race nine. It is uh, the 2040 metre weight for age championship, the race that's won by champions. And, yes, again, you see a lot of horses here that have been uh, bumping into each other for quite some time now and a little bit of fresh blood in there with El Bodigan as well. So what do the ratings tell us about this year's edition of the Cox Plate?
1: Yeah, well, the ratings have uh, landed with Animo, but only narrowly, just uh, half a length ahead of Zaki and Iron Thunderstruck. I thought the speed map was a little interesting here um, after the barrier draw came out. Alligator Blood drawn the outside. It's obviously going to want to go forward, but Zaki drawn the fence. I'd be shocked if they gave up the lead in the fence there. So I'd expect Zaki to be ridden really aggressively and hold the lead
0: in the rail, which probably sees Alligator Blood sit outside him this time. And Jack, I'll just add the interesting part about that, just breaking news that came through in regards to alligator blood it will have to undergo so at the time of recording of this it's going to have to undergo another a vet's inspection basically oh, so okay. it's it's am um, just trying to pull it up for me while we're talking here but it's um, got yeah, alligator blood lame in the near four, according to RV vets and will need to be reinspected in order to race they will say gilding has not been treated nor shown any sign of lameness so oh, that's dear, okay. interesting that yeah. changes things dramatically yeah yellow. well if, if he's out
1: yeah i mean that's just tick tick to zaki isn't it really because he's he's a control freak and he, he gets control there for sure if alligator blood's out um but yeah and yeah so a few of these are obviously be hoping that alligator blood um <laughs> passes that test and, and stay in the race because if he does and those two put on a little bit of speed early i think animo um even law of industries can settle a little bit closer this week from a good draw, um, and young that they can all slot in behind the speed and get really, really nice runs. I'm thunderstruck from Barrier 10. He's going to get the room he wants and needs, but I just think he's going to be back probably giving Animo two or three lengths at the 600 metres. And can he, can he round him up from there? I don't know. I'd, I'd be surprised. Um, as you're saying, El Bogaden, is that how we say it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go with that anyway. Um, it's the unknown here. It's got some really, really strong European form and it's got tactical early speed. So it, it could go forward. So if alligator bite does come out, it maybe finds that spot outside Zaki, which is, which will put it right in the race. So, um, yeah, with Animo beating up on, or not beating up on them, but, you know, beating the rest of these, um, recently, he just adds that little bit of left field, um, yeah, interest to the race. Um, and especially given that he can set, settle on the speed. Um, you think it'd be there, up there for a while with Zaki if alligator blood is out. So, after all that, the map with alligator blood in the race does look perfect for Animo just to sit behind them, um, and hopefully go one better last year and just power past them. But, yeah, Zaki, that's really interesting. If, if alligator blood is out and Zaki can, you know, get control up front, oh, geez, he's going to be extremely hard for them to get past as well. So, I'd, yeah, it's, it's not sort of, um, rocket science here, but I'd be playing those two. Uh, Animo, maybe your main bet, your bigger size bet, and then just a saver or come out a little bit of a winner um, if Zaki manages to hold on. But, um, yeah, it's a really fascinating race. I know we were speaking earlier how a couple of these Cox plates have lost, you know, with winks and everything dominating. You know, it's not, been, they haven't really been betting races, have they? So mm. um, it's good that there's a really strong, you know, betting race here that that's got a few few good chances. That, that I'll be with Animo, hoping it can get the chocolates. But yeah,
0: Zaki can run a huge race up there if it can hold the lead on the fence. Yeah, and, that, and probably your summation there in terms of what the the ratings show probably highlights exactly what. The Cox Plate is. I a champion horses win it. The best horse, generally speaking, you know, luck and things like that. But the best horses are the ones that uh, that, that are the ones that that really shine are the ones that that, that come through it. The the Winks, as you mentioned before, the Northerlies, the Sunlines, you, know, you, you name it. Yeah. It's uh, generally speaking, this is a race that's run by champion race
1: horses. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah, exactly. And some of them can up, you know, can provide upsets at the time. What's like that? Um, Chameis Award, which you were just mm. talking about earlier off, offline. But, um, yeah, it's turned out to be like a champion. So i sorry I can send So, I mean, yeah, it's, it's a good horse's race, that's for sure. Yeah. you don't win this if you're not a, a top, top winner. So, um, yeah, so I think Animo obviously um, fits that mould. But, yeah, I'm, that's got me very interested, that alligator blood news, because yeah.
0: Um, yeah. I'll, be,
1: yeah, I'll be a little bit more careful with Animo and, and having a little bit more on Zarky if, um if alligator blood does come out. Yeah,
0: So just watch that space, but yes, as we sort of speak, um, mid-morning Thursday, that news has just come through. So in regards to what happens there with alligator blood, a very, very important one there. So keep your eyes posted on the latest information with that. But all right, that's a look at our uh, Dynamic Form ratings uh, review and preview presented to you each week by Dynamic Form. A great opportunity uh, for people to try a meeting on Dynamic Form for free. Jack, how do they go about that? Yeah, I will just say, just before that, I will just
1: say sorry I forgot to mention earlier, there is a horse in Ascot, um, resuming which has run I thought was worth mentioning, it's run an outstanding ratings so far. It's three from three called Amelia's Jewel. It's in race seven. Uh, yeah. Have you heard yeah, have you have you heard much about this? Um Phyllis? She's yes. only a three year old. But yeah, she's run some great figures early days. Um and she's back after a spell first up on Saturday. So she yeah, just you know, touching on Everest earlier and she could be one for next year, um if she keeps progressing the way she is. So yeah, I thought um what time's that race on? It'll be later in the afternoon. So when all said and done with the the Sydney, Melbourne, Brisbane races, you can um, keep an eye on Ascot there. Race seven number two. She's gonna be she's short, what is she about two dollars, but yeah, she's rated extremely highly in her first three runs um that she had. All
0: right, as dual is race seven and two at Ascot. Yes, one of the yeah. very exciting horses in Australia at the moment.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, for all your information, just jump on to dynamicform.com.au. Check out the video we've got there um, or get in contact with us with any questions. Uh, we will... I've been off work the last couple of weeks, so I haven't been able to organise the free trials, but we will get a couple of free trials out to a few Racing Nation uh, listeners either next week or the week after. We might do a little... I don't know how we'll do it, a little competition or, a, I don't know, first in best dressed or something, but we
0: will get on to that.
1: It's just, um, yeah, I've been a bit bit um, busy changing nappies.
0: <laughs> yes, understandably so, but, yes, so we'll, we'll get that opportunity out there for, for a few listeners to to make the most of that as well. But, yeah, log on to dynamicform.com.au and have a look and see what it's all about. Well, Jack, as always, thanks for joining us on the program and I hope we've helped the punters find a few winners. Yeah, no worries, James. Have a great weekend and we'll see you next week. <laughs> Dynamic Form, Australia's most in-depth form guide powered by Dynamic Odds. Every runner, every meeting. Across Australia, New Zealand, Hong Kong, Singapore and other international jurisdictions. Personalise the form to suit you. Predictive rating for every runner. A comprehensive horse search database. Speed maps. Black books. So you never miss a future winner. Dynamic Form and Dynamic Odds. The best combination in racing. Log on to www.dynamicform.com.au for a free meeting today. You're listening to Racing Nation with James O'Shea.